0: Love Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Undivided, episode number forty-five here on the Life Coach Radio Network, which is brought to you by Audible.com. That's Audible.com, our sponsor, the world's leader in spoken audio, audio books, online periodicals, and speeches for all things spoken audio. It's Audible.com. Head on over to Audible.com after our show this evening. And in the drop-down menu box to your right, enter Life Coach Radio Network for a chance to win a free 30-day trial of Audible.com. That's Audible.com, the sponsor of our program and all the programs here on the Life Coach Radio Network. And welcome into Undivided. We are live, excuse me, at 7 p.m. here on the East. Undivided, episode number 45, Being Your Authentic Self in the workplace. And my special guest this evening will be the very talented Jeannie Smith. It is May the 1st, the year 2019. And as some of you know who listen to the show regularly, I don't do this often, but I'd like to dedicate this show tonight to my mother. Uh, Today it marked the uh, 16th anniversary of her passing from death to life and life eternal. So, Mom, this show is for you. And the disclaimer for tonight's program, the views of episode number 45 of Undivided, Being Your Authentic Self in the Workplace, may not necessarily be the views of myself as host, Frank Jimi my guest this evening, Jeannie Smith, and may not necessarily be the views of the Life Coach Radio Network. So I hope you've all been doing well in the two weeks since we have last uh, connected. We last had uh, Karen Natasha in here, and we talked about um, – You know divisions that will arise when you're not working in concert with your values. And this episode this evening is kind of like a second part to that, and kind of a continuation of the episode that we did long ago with Brenda Baird in the earlier cycle of this series. Workplace communication and being authentic in the workplace is a serious situation because. You know, the reasons for that could be fear and inferiority, low self-confidence. Maybe you don't want to put yourself out there for fear of how it's going to look in front of your colleagues, people you have to work with every day, and you have to spend a lot of time with these people. It could be because you have different experiences, different value systems, different preferences. The net effect, if you will, of all this is it disrupts productivity and it can impact employee engagement and it also can impact people's emotions and their approach to work. We talked about in previous episodes your engaged energy for a task. So we're going to discuss all of this with our guest tonight, Jeannie Smith. And Jeannie is the president of HRRX Incorporated, which is a coaching consulting firm. She helps individuals and teams uh, to live an empowered and re-energized life and addressing blocks that keep them from achieving goals, developing action plans that are achievable, um, and to build confidence towards objectives. Uh, Genius partnered with uh, and partners with leaders at all levels of organizations to understand what's holding them back, you know, from achieving those goals. How can we, you know, increase productivity, increase their value? build energetically new perspectives and approaches. Jeannie has over 20 years of combined experience in positions across human resources. She has a master's degree from Chapman University and a BA degree in public administration from San Diego State. Uh, She is also a senior professional in human resource management with the state of California. She has several certifications, so many I couldn't even list. I'm very, very happy that she's on the show. She's also a certified professional coach, as I am. And Jeannie joins us tonight from California. Jeannie Smith, welcome to Undivided.
1: Oh, why, thank you so much, Frank. I'm glad to be here.
0: Uh, I'm so happy that you could come on, so blessed that you could come on. Can you hear me all right?
1: Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me okay?
0: Oh, I can hear you great. Thank you so much for uh, calling in and um, uh, for joining us tonight and um, uh, being here with us to guide Uh, both myself and the audience through uh, what is such an important topic of, you know, being yourself, you know, truly yourself in the workplace. And, you know, the first step in this show, the first segment of the show is the divide segment. And, you know, some of what I alluded to in the intro to the show, you know, many people are conflicted about doing that, about being authentic while at work. The reasons vary. The common thread is conformity uh, to the way society expects us to act uh, within the workplace. What, in your experience, is the underlying cause for this workplace expectation?
1: So that's a really good question, Frank, and one that I've wondered about quite, for quite some time now. And I'm, I'm always curious, who created the expectation and who says they must be followed? and I know I shouldn't answer a question with a question, so I'll dig into, in my experience, most companies have a set of values, a list of uh, cultural behaviors, per se, that all employees are expected to adhere to. I've encouraged my clients to define their culture and then to follow up ensuring that everything they do is in support of their defined culture. If whatever it is, a department, a team, an individual, doesn't support that culture then it shouldn't be done for example like a hiring process also important is the retention of employees i see this as more and more of hiring and retaining based on culture fit rather than conformity to the way society expects for an individual to act within a workplace the expectations are what supports a company's culture and they're all different every single company's culture is different i encourage individuals who cannot be themselves or feel the need to conform to a certain way to reconsider their choice of employers. And I know that sounds harsh. If they signed up for a company and it's their ideal company but they're not feeling like they can be themselves, maybe they need to revisit that fact. Are they at the right place if they can't be themselves? And I encourage everyone to do their homework, finding out everything they can before making their employment um, selection or their decision or accepting a job offer if it doesn't feel right or seem like a good match to them, it's probably won't be long-term and things probably won't change if they can't be themselves in the workplace.
0: It's a very good point uh, from the perspective of, you know, so many people feel uh, I have to take this job, you know, because it get offered to me. And I remember a friend of mine, uh, back when we were in the you know, early stages of our careers after college, they're saying to me, uh, "Oh, I really need to to get out of the job that I'm in, and I hope that you know when I go on this interview that they like me." And I said to Mister, so, "You know, you also have to like them too." And, and exactly. he said, well, "What do you mean?" I said, "You know, it has to be it has to be a good fit for both sides. If if you're taking this job just to take a job, you're going to find yourself in the situation you're in now a year from now, and you know it has to be a good match." You have to be a good fit for each other. So many people always think, oh, I have to take this job because you got to offer it to me. Um, And, and, you know, everyone has their own reasons for doing so. I'm not saying, you know, that you shouldn't. If if you're in, you know, dire straits financially, you have to do what you have to do. But, you know, at the same time, like you said, it may sound harsh, but you really have to to do your homework and your legwork. Um, And even after doing all that, the average worker at one point or another in their careers confronted with a situation uh, where they have the option to stand up for their values, right? Or to go with the flow. Why is it so much easier to conform rather than take a stand?
1: Well, in my opinion, individual, individuals are not always comfortable standing up for for what they value. Um, and every one of us lives our lives with rules. Whether we realize it or not, most of these rules were given to us, and we accept them without question. So we are raised a certain way, for example, to respect elders or authority. And I, I have dealt with so many individuals in the workplace who cannot – let me, let me back that up. Do not feel comfortable going to their boss and telling them the truth um, or how they feel. And I'm learning more and more – with this, with millennials who feel like they're not being heard because they're, they, I don't know if it's the value thing or they're just the, the fear of being straightforward and upfront with their manager. Um, by standing up for what we value, some feel that they're going against the rules that they grew up under. And I have many of my clients go through an exercise and I encourage listeners today to answer these questions too. So think about, what old rules govern and limit the way you play the game of life, knowing that it's now totally up to you. The decision's up to you how you play this game of life. Um, And the second question is, what potential new rules would you consider living by from this point forward? And just think about that. Just because you've always done something doesn't mean that you always have to. And so there might be values that are being compromised and, and, at at work, and that's what's causing people to not necessarily be their authentic self. And many years ago, um, I was the, the vice president of human resources. I was finally invited to a board meeting. This was a big deal for human resources and something I had worked very hard to achieve. I walked into the room, and one of the most senior board members states, I want a cup of coffee. Can you get it for me? I was the only female and hands wow. down the youngest person in the room. I had seconds to figure out my move. I decided that, yes, I'm about to risk my job, but I grabbed this gentleman by the hand, and I literally skipped him out of the room like a second-grade schoolgirl. And I, at the, all along, I was thinking, what am I doing? I'm sacrificing this very high-level job that I had. But the reality is I didn't want to sacrifice my values and I had to stick up what stick up for what I believed in. So I skipped him to where they, the little cafeteria where they have had the coffee and I proceeded to walk him step by step through the process of making coffee, knowing that if I teach this gentleman how to fish, make coffee, he won't have to ask me or someone like me again to do it for him. I also knew what I was risking but I watched his body language change <laughs> change from pure frustration to amazement to my takeaway. My takeaway was he respected me for that move I made. And yeah, was it a gamble? Yes, it was. But I went for it because I knew that if I, my plan B was to be a barista. I was okay going and doing that at a coffee shop. But it was going to be on my terms. I wasn't going to do it at this board meeting, and it was something I'd worked my whole career to get to. And so, sure enough, that night he st- he he was respectful of me. The following board meetings, he asked to sit next to me. He started asking my opinion of things. I was blown away. I had received the respect I wanted, and I share that story story with individuals because. I worked really hard to get there. I wasn't going to compromise. I was willing to take my plan B and go for it because I knew what was right for me. I was being my true authentic self in the workplace. I I think I, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I encourage people to stand up for what you value the most and do not settle. Be clear on the vision you want and know what you don't want. That's equally important.
0: That is uh, extremely important. And, you know, I can be um, pretty serious when I have to be. Um, I can lock it in. I can focus in. Um, I'm also known to be a little, you know, happy-go-lucky, a little goofy, uh, a little fun. And I know that, you know, recently the – Geico has been running, you know, their their ads, you know, the older commercials again, and the uh, commercial with the camel that walks through the uh, office with everyone in the cubicles, and uh, if anyone's familiar with that one, and, uh, you know, asking the, the employees, you know, what day it is, I used to do that in a bullpen-type area at a job that I had on Wednesdays. I would walk through and be like, guess what day it is, and everyone's like, oh, no, and I'd say, hump day. You know, I, so love I had it. some fun I with that too. It. I was being I was being my authentic self in the in the workplace and being kind of goofy um, and just you know keeping it light and and it did it got people to laugh and it, it got their their energy engaged. Um, yeah, another friend of mine we both were working second jobs at a, at the time for the same company, uh, so we both had full time jobs and we were working part time at nights and on the weekends for the same company, but in two different locations. And his location, um, it used to be an ice rink, and it was converted over into a retail store. And so he would go on the intercom and say, you know, couple skate and ladies choice and stuff like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the people that w- worked there and the people that shopped there thought it was hilarious, you know, that, because they all remembered that it was, you know, for many years an ice skating rink. Uh, so he's having some fun while at work and being himself uh, Well, that think, think about that we'll be oh. back in a moment here with um, Undivided episode uh, 45 being your authentic self in the workplace with Jeannie Smith we'll be back in one second and Jeannie will get to uh, some more here in the divide segment uh, first a couple things I got to do promotion wise replenish me replenish me is the series Cordelia Gaffar is the host Wednesday, May the 8th, that's one week from tonight, believe it or not, live at 7 p.m. here on the Life Coach radio networks. Uh, Replenish Me, Cordelia Gafar, Wednesday, May 8th, live at 7 p.m. Actually, her show's going to be on the Life Coach chat channel. I believe she told me that. Her next episode will be over on the chat channel a week from tonight. Let's raise some money tonight, Catholic Charities, 800 919 93 That's Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338, www.salvationarmyus.org. That's www.salvationarmyus.org. Enter your zip code to donate to your local area or Google the poorest zip codes in your state and donate to those. You are in desperate need. And we're back here on episode number 45 of Undivided, being your authentic self in the workplace. Audible.com is our sponsor. I'm your host, Frank Gimmineri. Jimmy Smith is with us. And when we went to the 15-minute break talking about being authentic, talking about being kind of goofy at work, um, you had mentioned before the values. And discussion on values really should also be qualified that it does not mean your opinions. You know, some people have a hard time separating the two, and they may have – other people may have a hard time with coworkers who are always expressing their opinions. Let's say it's on a topic, on an issue, a political perspective or point of view. Others have difficulty expressing any opinions at all and remain very reserved at work. Why is it important, here's the question, why is it important to present yourself authentically in some respects, yet remain neutral when dealing with some other matters?
1: Another great question, Frank. Um, Standing up for your values is very different from expressing your opinion. It's important to know the difference. As we know, values are standards of behavior, whereas an opinion is how someone feels about something. We cannot keep people from expressing their opinions, but we can certainly take charge of how we respond to someone's opinion. Learning what triggers your emotions is the first step to learning how to respond your way. So I encourage you all to not let negative forces pull you off course. Remember to stay focused on your agenda and not someone else's. So when somebody's giving their own opinion, that's their agenda. Stay focused on what you're planning to do, and don't let them derail you. I recommend um, staying focused on the responsibilities of your position that you hold. The old old saying is, you don't have anything nice to say, don't. Except constructive criticism in the is important in the workplace. It's not necessarily what you say, but how you say it. I've had to give my share of bad news in the workplace, and have often been thanked for how I made the person feel, regardless of the bad news they received. It's always a great idea to treat others, everyone, with respect and digni- dignity always.
0: Well, a great answer. I think it really is. It's so important, and it's it sounds good, but without paying lip service to it, we've talked a lot about that, you know, in prior episodes of this series, just maintaining respect and dignity for the, for the person. And there's so much that can be achieved that way. And, and, you know, I've had to counsel people in different situations and say that, you know, you're going to run across opinions that, you know, may differ from your own, whether it's from a client or a customer, whether it's from a colleague or uh, whether it's from a vendor or a vendor rep. You have to be able to also um, you know, deal with that and kind of roll with the punches. I've hosted prior episodes uh, relating to barriers uh, to women in the workplace. Do you feel that the workplace fosters women being their authentic selves at work? So it's the first part of the question, you know, are we fostering a situation for women to be authentic at work? And why do many people feel that the workplace is still male dominated or devoid of genuine authenticity, which means lacking uh, genuine authenticity. Uh,
1: so I've been thinking a lot about this topic lately and discussing it with a lot of people, and, and we've all heard it out there in the news and just all over the place lately. Um, I was once told that if you want to be treated like a man in the workplace, then you should start acting like one. And as you've already experienced with me, I, I, I have to be my authentic self. So if I wanted to act like a man, then I couldn't possibly be my authentic self in the workplace. And here lies the problem, obviously. Um, If we were actors or actresses, that's a different story, right? So we're not all in those roles. Um, I personally have not felt disadvantaged for being a woman in the workplace, although I know many women have. Um, It might have something to do with me having a long career in human resources and the fact that I had access to quite a bit of information, which leads me to encouraging everyone on this call to gather and use information to become mindful and strategic. That's what's going to make you most valuable, whether you're man or woman in the workplace. Do your homework. Thoroughly research everything and stay true to yourself. My clients have told me that I continually encourage them to be themselves and avoid being typical. Do your homework, gather the data, do not be afraid to ask for what you want. Know that the worst thing someone can say is no. And you have to be okay with that because the next time you might get a yes. And so that goes for men and women. I highly recommend if you were saying are women disadvantaged, it's time to turn that around. If they feel that they are start gathering all the information they can and going in with everything that they will be prepared to respond with, should they be challenged with something from their manager or the owner of the company. And so I would coach men and women the same way.
0: That's a great response. You know, the, uh you want to be like a a man or treat it like a man, act like one, that's like such an old school way of, of dealing with it. Um, We've done, you know, other shows about it. Um, And again, the, the opinions vary. Um, I think that in my time doing the show and meeting different people, uh, both men and women, I think part of that problem too, is that, the perception of it, and there's still those uh, societal gender-type norms and roles that we had a whole show with Jenna Poneman on uh, last summer. Uh, For those that listen to the show regularly, they remember that. If not, take a listen to that show. Um, And, you know, with, with Tammy Danfield coming on talking about the glass ceiling and the gender pay gap and all that, we still have some issues with that we've got a bridge with with gender, but you know a man is a take charge guy. If a woman did that, she would be you know the B word. And oh, right, so there is right. there's still this fund right? There's this fundamental difference there that we still have this perception of. and I think that's not going to change until we get to the underlying root cause of that and um, there has to be maybe some some education around that done. Mm-hmm you know, within the workplace to to kind of help foster those, uh, to break down some of those perceptions. Um, why is the way an individual presents themselves at work so important? And what do you think causes most people to hide or affect yourself during work hours? Like I was talking about before, you know, you're afraid. There's that fear factor, you don't know, want to be how you are, you know, in front of people that you work and spend so much time with. So why is that? Why is, why is it important and why do people, you know, tend to hide out?
1: Uh, we spend so much of our life in a work setting. Um, the way we present ourselves re- reflects the way others treat us. Um, most people have experienced failure in our criticism. Some take it personal and may not view these types of interactions through a growth mindset where their takeaway is that of learning and they may then be afraid to as you mentioned the fear factor afraid to actually express themselves or be themselves because they're expecting what happened to them in the past to happen again and as a result it's easier to avoid similar future interactions. So they tend to hide their authentic self. The result is just overall unhappiness. And my recommendation to all is always be professional. Lead with your unique qualifications. That's what made you valuable to the organization in the first place. That's why they hired you. Focus on having a growth mindset where all interaction are an opportunity to learn. So you've all heard, you know, learn from your mistakes. you really have to have that mindset of you can't fail and you're going to learn from it and you're going to be that better next time it changes the whole way you look at this focus on what aligns with your desires and dreams what supports your values start with how you treat yourself be compassionate with yourself to increase confidence and self-esteem and again the way we present ourselves reflects the way others treat us. I think we might have gotten a little inter- interference there. Did you hear me? Okay, on the last part.
0: I did. Yes, I had a little. Okay. Yeah, I had a little kind of um, bump in the line, but I did. I did hear you. Um, okay, perfect. Some great information. Great information. You know, for the. Um, for the listeners out there, and when you're faced with that, right, you're faced with, do I tell, uh, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so, Chuck and Susie and my group, you know, the people that their cubicles right near me that we work on this team, do I tell them that I like Star Trek and they like Star Wars, or do I tell them that I don't watch the Avengers, you know, and they're all like all into it and you know, I could, you know, care less. There there are those things sound trivial yet, you know, it's it's all about maintaining your authenticity. You know, I've worked with some people that had some really interesting hobbies, things that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily spend time doing or really be that interested in doing. But, you know, invariably in conversation, I like to get to know the people I work with and, you know, on a real level, you know, say, hey, you know, this is what I like, what do you do in your spare time? Or what do you do in a night? Oh, nothing much, you know. Then you come to find out what they're doing, you know, X, Y, or Z, and I say, oh, that's an interesting hobby. Um, why do you, Why do you do this? You know? Uh, what, what is what is it about this hobby that is you know compelling to you, and and then you know I say, oh, it's interesting you know maybe I'll check it out so that I can have a conversation, you know, with them about, you know, uh, some of the ins and outs of this particular hobby, you know, and it and it
1: I think it it's it,
0: what oh. To... oh go ahead yep. no go ahead yep no no you go ahead
1: um, I was saying it's it's often not necessarily – it's what you say and how you say it. So there's always a way mm-hmm. to, no, thank you, I'm not interested, or, you know, that's not my thing. So I, I grew up Star Trek, and you like Star Wars. You know, this is why I like this, and I could see the value of that. So it's really – I mentioned it a little earlier. Um, I've had to give – in my 30 years of HR, I've had to give some really bad news to people. And I've had people who are walking out with their box in hand thanking me for the way I handled it. So I think it's how and what you say, but it's how you go about doing it. So don't bash another person's Star Wars, right, if you're a Star Trek fan, which, you know, most people are, are one and the same if they're old enough to remember Star Trek. <laughs> um, but it is how you do it. You know? How you do, What and how.
0: That's it. That's the, the delivery of the message is, is just as important as what the message is it's about you know, verbal and nonverbal communication um, and, and that's, that's a big part of it and that's what we're going to be uh, you know, discussing when we move forward to the next segment of the show now that we've you know, analyzed what the divide is here and why people might be reticent. Uh, or resist being or hold back from being their authentic self at work. Uh, We're going to check that out in the second uh, segment of our show. We're right on 730 here on the East. It's 430 in the Pacific. If you're listening live where Gene is and episode number 45 of undivided being your authentic self, will be back in a moment. We're at our midpoint of the show break. It goes by fast. Some upcoming Show promotions here on the Life Coach Radio Network and Family Networks. Money Magic, that's Money Magic, is the show. Gull Khan is the host. Tuesdays, the second and fourth Tuesdays of the month, is when her show airs. It's 4 p.m. here on the East Coast because Gull does the show live from London, as I explained before. So, between the time difference, it's nighttime there. I believe it's nine o'clock at night for her. It's four o'clock in the east, and then do your uh, time zones here in, in the U.S. Based on that, it's a live show. It's on the Life Coach Chat Channel, Money Magic with Gul Khan. Tuesdays, the second and fourth Tuesday in the month, 4 p.m. Eastern live on the Life Coach Chat Channel. Erica Weederlight It's Erica Weederlight Show. Mondays, twice a month. 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. It's a live show on Life Coach Chat Channel. Check out the uh, Life Coach Chat Channel site for Erica's shows or go to her website, Erica Wiener Light's website, we the light.com, which is playing her last name, and talk about being the light to someone who might be in the darkness. Some of them might be struggling. Maybe they went through a um, really toxic work situation as we have talked about toxic relationships and we've talked about toxic work environments with Karen Natasha and toxic relationships with Lisa Concepcion recently. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline reminds you that you matter and they can be reached at 800-273-8255. If you're stuck in a workplace that doesn't accept you, if you feel berated or if you feel trapped in a job that you can't get out of and you're having thoughts of of doing something to yourself, please call the number. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. And for those that helped out recently with my birthday fundraising campaign on Facebook for this organization, I appreciate your support. www.samaritanspurse.org, or you can call them, 828 262 1980. That's 828-262-1980 to give to that organization, especially with what's going on in Venezuela and some areas in the uh, South America and the Caribbean right now. Please give to that organization. Audible.com is our sponsor. We're back now. Uh, we I'm going to open the phone line, 646-716-9397. Again, that phone number is 646-716-9397. Or you can email us at undividedshow, that's undividedshow at gmail.com. Or you can DM me on Twitter, DM me dude at F N A D U R I on Twitter. So we were uh, in the earlier segment. Now we're going to go to the bridging the divide segment. How do we bridge the divide, Jeannie, between those who think that people have, you know, they've got to present this different version of themselves, as we talk about people in different versions of themselves at work, because they're afraid, they're in fear of how their authentic self's going to be perceived. Those who think that the workplace should be very strict, and you know, we have those people. I've uh, worked in places like that, or the conduct at work should be homogeneous. There should be, you know, no variations here. Uh, those who feel that individuality is being overhyped, quote-unquote, by certain groups of people, and then those who feel that everyone, regardless of their background, should be able to be their authentic self in the workplace. I probably fall into that category myself. I encourage people that I work with on my team currently to be themselves more than anything else. How would you address that?
1: So I, too, like you, Frank, I've always been myself. And so I looked back on my history and my career in corporate America, and I believe it all comes down to all individuals being proactive, not reactive, being more prepared and knowledgeable than anyone else. I encourage all my clients to impress their employer with know-how, So meaning gather all the information and know your stuff, be prepared. And then secondly, achievement, make it happen. When you say you're going to do something, do it. If it's supposed to be done on Tuesday, bring it on Wednesday, like just impress the heck out of them and, and do things that provide your, your self satisfaction. These three things do not ever get ignored. And from myself, my own perspective, and being in human resources for 30 years at multiple different organizations in different levels um, in executive and HR, and if you know your stuff, you've done your homework, you're making it happen, and you are feeling that sense of um, satisfaction for what you're doing, and we'll go back to what I said earlier questions ago, you're in the right place where you can be yourself Um, because you might, you might have chosen the wrong company. So think about that. It might be time to find another place where you could be like Frank and I are ourselves in the workplace.
0: Yes. Those, those things, if you tell yourself that you're going to come in with know how focused on, you know, achievement, and then also balance that with doing things, you know, for yourself to be able to have some, uh, you know, satisfaction within, you know, the work environment. That's going to help your productivity level, and I think that's going to go a long way. Uh, Why is it so important, you think, for an individual who is struggling with being, authentic to know what they don't want? (laughs)
1: so this is the key to freedom absolutely the key to freedom and i mentioned it earlier had i not known what i didn't want i did not want to make that gentleman coffee and i knew it there was no it would have been like me going out eating dirt i wasn't doing it it was against my value i'm not going to do it um it it knowing what you do not want leads you to get what you want And so that's equally important. Um, When you know what you don't want, you'll be able to stand up for your values regardless of the circumstance. You'll be able to quickly make a decision on what you need to do. I had seconds to decide, seconds. And I was going to be okay with either he was going to respect me or he's going to fire me. I had to know that I was going to be okay with that. Um, Knowing where you will not compromise allows you. To have a line, uh, to draw a line in the sand and be confident in your decision when the time comes. And that's a decision that's right for you based on your values and what you want for yourself.
0: Exactly. You know, if they tell you, oh, go do X, Y, or Z, and it seems really unreasonable to you, you have to know that, hey, listen, I'm not going to do that. Um I was in a situation once where I was told about some things that went on. I didn't witness them. I was told about things that went on in a workplace. This was a long time ago, and you know, basically, they the the person said to uh, the the uh, the line level person said to the the manager at the time, the person in management, you know you know, basically per co- company policy, I'm not going to do that. However, i ever, you know, they kind of knew their rights, so to speak, and knew, you know, within the uh, code of the company, you know, that's not within my job description, and it's unreasonable for you to ask me to do that, you know, based on, you know, uh, X, Y, and Z, and they didn't do it. And I was like, wow, I was really happy for that person to stand up for themselves, whereas other people probably would have done it you know, just out of fear right. of, you know, like you said, you have to know. Yeah, I could lose my job for doing something like this, you know. But I'm okay with that, you know.
1: Uh, well, you have you it- have to go to bed that night knowing that you did right by yourself too. You you just following somebody's direction at work is it, going to eat you up in the long run. So you have to take care of yourself. That goes back to just self care and and respecting yourself, and that's how others will treat you the way that you treat yourself. So don't, don't compromise your values.
0: Yes. And I know people on the other side of that, of course, and all the time that, you know, I've worked that have done that. And then, you know, people that take advantage of them at work and say, well, you know, if so-and-so is going to basically work for free, then we're going to get, we're going to, you know, take advantage of that and have them stay here late and do this or that. Um, and um, you know because they'll take it, quote unquote, and, and mm. they'll do mm-hmm. it. Whereas other people would be like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm leaving. I have you know whatever going on tonight. Um, you know I worked my my eight hour day or whatever it is, and you know go fly a kite. So you know there are people that have very defined boundaries that I work with, and there are people that you know. And, and there is something to be said for going the extra mile, so I'm not trying to say that. There are sometimes times, too, you have deadlines or things going on you have to do what you have to do. But if it's a habitual thing and it's being taken advantage of, you, you really do, like you said, if you, you have to expect to uh, be treated a certain way, you have to treat yourself that way. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's very important. And good advice, I think, for, for the people out there that are listening that, are, that have struggled with this. Uh, Why is it crucial when talking about this topic in the workplace today to accept equal responsibilities? This is a good segue to the last stanza, as well as managing your own responsibilities while being authentic.
1: Uh, It's really important um, that you're understanding the expectations of the role you fill. Position descriptions serve their purpose. I know some people disregard them. Love them, hate them, whatever you think about position descriptions, But there is a purpose for them. And I encourage all employees to have frequent discussions with their supervisor or their manager regarding their performance. And that document, a position description, is easy one to look back on and say, so if these are the core responsibilities of my job, how am I performing that? You know, you can ask all kinds of questions. On a scale of 1 to 10, where do I rank if, if if 10 is excelling? And what would you advise me to do to bring that up? So I believe that employees should drive their own employment. So if you want to advance in your career, ask how you go about doing that. Um, so many people do not ask for feedback. Um, Sadly, in my opinion, being a female, um, studies show that women are less likely to receive advice from managers than men. So I don't know what the reason for this is other than maybe they don't ask for it or the conversations are avoided due to the reaction they might receive. And that could be an expectation that the manager has based on their previous experience. Um, I'm not sure, but I'm not exactly sure why women are less likely to receive advice from their managers. So I encourage men and women to ask for it. You don't get what you don't ask for. We talked about that earlier. What's the worst thing that they can say is no. At some point someone's gonna say yes. And so I grew up knowing that, like go for it. So what if they say no? Somebody else will say yes. And so it was it was a good, good way to go about my, my employment, my career is just asking for things. Backed with a lot of data and information When I went in there Um, and let's go back to what we've kind of already discussed learn to respond versus react to make all the difference in your personal and professional life and be willing to progress Um, have a growth mindset which supports learning and growing work to overcome the self-doubt that stops you from trying new things and opportunities as if there's something that's holding you back from doing what you really want whether it be in, in the work world or elsewhere Ask yourself why. What is holding you back from doing that? And start narrow, uh, drilling down. Um, get help from somebody to figure out uh, what steps you can take to move out of that.
0: that. Those are all really good pieces of information and advice for people. Um you know, as part of what we talked about when Brenda Baird was on the show, which I mentioned in the open, it's kind of like a continuation of that. And Brenda, at a, a perceptive point, and I think that you took that and, and kind of uh, ran with it too, when you talk about the gender side of it, you know, there's all such a lack of female mentors. And when you go back to that, there's there's a lack of, uh, females being in certain positions or in a position of mentorship of other females and I do think that that is a problem uh, and I know that you know certain co- corporations both large and small are trying to solve for that but there is a, a vacuum there in um, mentorship which should could be part of that or could be driving that you know, but still you know that could be solved through you know more concrete, uh, you know, performance evaluation, but also fostering that culture. Again, as we said, every place is different with, with culture, every company. Um, but, you know, people that I supervise, you know, currently, I say to them, hey, always ask about that, if, whether you're in the job now or you're going for a new job. Um, you know, we had a, a guy that, that worked um, a different part of the company, but he tr- he got a different job and he moved to another state. And when he was interviewing for this job, uh, it was a job that he went to college to do. So he was really excited about it. It was going to be a total career change. And um, I said, make sure you ask, how, how is my performance going to be evaluated? And how often? And w- how can I initiate conversations? How do you prefer I initiate conversations about performance? And he was like, wow, that's a really great question to ask in an interview. Um, <laughs> But it is, it's important. You have to be constantly asking, you know, how am I doing with this? Or I want to, I say to, to other people, you have to know where you want to go. I started in different jobs. Like when I was in pharmaceuticals, I said, okay, what's the next step? Because I don't want to be doing what I'm doing forever. How do I get there? You know, well, what's the next step for me? What different paths can I take? And what steps do I have to start making now to to go down that path, essentially? Uh, That's important. What Jeannie's saying, that's important to do when you're in a situation, when you're in a role. Uh, What is the role of the human resources coach? At this point in the show, we always like to get back to the role of coaching, Uh, since this is Life Coach Radio. Uh, What is the role of the human resources coach and the role of life coaching and helping to foster more authenticity in the workplace.
1: Um, As I just mentioned, um, self-manage your career is really important for the individual. And so I've assisted many individuals who have wanted to up their game. So if they wanted to be, you know, they're working on getting promoted from a manager to a director or into a management role, what do they do? How do they show up every day? And I coach them around what their hang-ups are. About going about doing that oftentimes even what we just said asking for what you want how to go about um, um, negotiating a new rate how to go about applying for a new job Um, it comes down to increasing someone's self-esteem in order to achieve career goals and I often help lead um, help people lead with their unique qualifications and so often they don't know necessarily how to present themselves In the best manner. So coaching helps bring that out and in a sense um, gets them ready to take on the challenges that they want. So fulfill the dreams that they have. Um, I have clients take a close look at how they treat themselves. And as I mentioned earlier, this will change the way others treat them. So we take a really close look and personal look at how they're treating themselves, how they're showing up, Um, what kind of care are they giving themselves? And then how could they expect anybody else to do anything different? And so we up their game.
0: It's fabulous, great stuff. Um, We do have an email question here. So I was trying to to paraphrase this a bit, Uh, but I thought it was an interesting question you had said before that you've been in in the situation where you've had to deliver, you know, difficult news or bad news. Um, The email is about that, you know, um, trying to think how I can, can phrase this a little differently. Um, Essentially what was, what stands out to you? Is there a particular time where you had to deliver news that either, you know, went kind of sideways on you um, and then you rectified it. Uh, I think the the listeners is just trying to get a gauge for, you know, do you have advice for an HR professional on how to deliver that type of news in a way that's constructive?
1: Um, yes, I have been in, as mentioned, HR for a really long time. So I've had employee relation issues like. Uh, I wish I could share more with people because, you know, HR is so confidential and there's so much has happened. And often the the individual most definitely um, comes, takes the defensive role and um, isn't hearing half of what you're saying at first. So the message usually you give the bad news, you follow up with the steps, you come back to the bad news so that they've actually heard it. And depending on what it is, so if the person had an example, then I could, I, I would, a specific example, I could tell you how I would address that. And whomever emailed it in, you can feel free to uh, reach out to me. My contact information will be given later and I can help you with a particular situation. Um, but there's always a way to address and diffuse um, a situation that's going the wrong direction. And then often times there have been where um you come back and revisit it if the person completely can't even hear what you're saying which happens sometimes the news is so hard that they've shut you off and you need to give them a little break so every individual is different every single employment hr situation is different and so they they have to be um true they have to be treated with care and uh, respect and dignity and the time of the individual needs. So I know that was kind of generic, but not knowing exactly what the specific situation is, it's hard to give a specific um, response.
0: Yes. Thank you though,
1: for getting back and,
0: um, uh, getting back to the, to the listener there that emailed that question. Um, we're at the point of the show. We're at our common ground piece now. We're about 10 minutes to the top of the hour here on the East Coast to uh, divide episode 45. Um, how do we find common ground on this topic between those who may want the workplace to hold on to the status quo, quote unquote, those who may want to throw the traditional code of conduct or handbooks out the window, you know, we don't need those anymore. And those who favor a more moderate approach to making the workplace more inviting for people to celebrate our unique individuality.
1: So anytime I hear about throwing policies out the window, um, it's important to not throw certain policies out the window, especially in the state of California, Um, but to revise the policies so that they support not only the compliance requirements of the state or the federal, um, but the culture of the successful company. So I say it this way. As many organizations know, there is a certain way they currently do things um, but have intention to be making changes. And so they should create policies and procedures that support who they dream of becoming, and you will achieve those goals, and you will attract those same type of like-minded people Um, and often it often comes down to a mismatch between policies and procedures and the desired state and it makes the changes um, necessary you need to make the changes necessary to be successful Um, there's a lot of talk about inclusion especially lately and some of the things you mentioned Frank it's very important to include women to be more included Um, everyone wants to be included and everyone wants to be treated with kindness When individuals are treated with kindness, they are happier, making them much more productive. Um, Leaders need to act with an understanding that their behavior ripples across organizations, good and bad behavior. A focus of kindness can lead to more authentic relationships and a more positive company culture.
0: Thank you for that. It's It's a great way to start. You know, it's a great way to start. Start with, with kindness and respect and uh, treating people, again, as we talked about previously in the show, uh, in the past, you know, the golden rule, you know, lo- love yourself and uh, love others as you would like to be treated and, and uh, treat others as you would treat, treat yourself, you know, uh, that goes a long way. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your practice and about uh, the company, about what you have going on, maybe an upcoming event, how people can contact you, all that, sure. all that great information.
1: Okay. So I've run HRX. It's a coaching and consulting firm for the last 15 years. Um, My clients increase their value by energetically building new strategic perspectives and approach to making deliberate, remarkable choices. They also maximize their efficiency by overcoming personal and professional challenges that have prevented the integration of effective processes, programs, and practices. And they also build their competitive advantage by increasing their awareness of current potential to take positive, purposeful action and achieve success and increase level of engagement. So this goes – both for corporations and individuals. If you want to land your dream job, you need to up your game and um, build your competitive advantage. So I offer uh, 12-week group programs, one-on-one coaching. Um, I'm just about finished with developing Up Your Career Game Mastermind Group. And I also do human resources consulting on everything from staffing, employee relations, and training and development, Um, Everything related to human resources and the employee being employed at an organization. And I also do speaking engagement. So if any of what I've shared this interview today resonates with you, I encourage you to check out my website, which is www.hr-rx.com, or my Facebook business page where you can schedule a complimentary session. I manage a Facebook group called It's All About the Mindset that you're welcome to join, and I also can be found on Instagram under Jeannie Smith HRRX Inc. and on LinkedIn under Jeannie Morabitz Smith. Um, it's J E A N N I E M O R A V I T S F M I T H on LinkedIn. And I thank you, Frank. This has been wonderful having me as a guest. I really appreciate it, and it was very, it was very enjoyable. I liked your questions quite a bit.
0: Oh, thank you, Jeannie. Appreciate the compliment. Thank you for doing this. I know you've been coming on on the different time zone and everything, and uh, kind of changing around some things during the course of your day to 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 meet up and um, to link in and do this. So it was really, I'm really appreciate it. You brought a lot of expertise to the to the topic, and I think it's such an important thing for uh, such an important topic. of such an important aspect of our work lives that tends to get brushed over, right? Um, and authenticity has become, you know, this new thing. And and like you said before, maybe it's generational, uh, you know, with the millennials, maybe it's uh, the Gen Xers being tired of being pushed around, you know, that uh, something is driving this uh, to, to come back to the forefront. And it's just great to have somebody with a, you know, your degree of experience to join the program to really help that. So I really appreciate your time and and your preparation uh, for preparing for the questions and for, uh, for sharing this space with us this evening.
1: Thank you. I, as I mentioned, it, it was, it was a good experience for me as well. Are there any questions from anybody?
0: No, not at this point. I checked the email again and, um, so it's up to you. If you want to stay on, you can. I'm going to do a couple things and then wrap the show for the evening. Uh but but I do appreciate you coming on and, and being so available and so open uh for us.
1: Okay, great. Thanks, Frank. Take care.
0: You too. Thank you. Jeannie Smith, I really appreciate her coming on. So some uh Show promotions we have to do here. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, replenish me, Cordelia Gaffar, Wednesday, May the 8th, live at 7 p.m. on the Life Coach Radio Network. That's one week from tonight. Cordelia Gaffar, Wednesday, May 8th, live at 7 p.m. Money Magic, Money Magic Gold Con. She'll take you through all the hangups about money, about financial issues, about savings, about budgeting. Uh, The second and fourth Tuesdays of the month uh, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Life Coach Chat Channel. Erica Weederlight Mondays twice a month, 11:30 a.m. Eastern live on the Life Coach Chat Channel, and go to WeaverLight.com for her upcoming events. And then finally, Holy Shift. That's Holy Shift, like an energy shift or a shift of a car. That's Barb Heenan and Leslie Bichotte are the hosts of that show, Holy Shift like an energy shift, Wednesday, May 15th. That's two weeks from today, 8 a.m. Central. They're a morning show, 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. here on the East Coast on the Life Coach Radio Network right here, Barb Union and Leslie. Check out the website, Life Coach Radio, for the topic and for their upcoming show on Wednesday the 15th. And that's a good segue. My next show will be on Wednesday, May the 15th, episode 46. I will get to that in a moment. Catholic Charities, 800 919 9338. Food for the Poor, 800 427 9104. That's Food for the Poor, or you can reach www.foodforthepoor.org. Map International, it's 800 225 A550. Map International, 800 225 A550. Go to www.nap, as in peter.org to give to that wonderful organization. So again, as we close the show for this evening, being your authentic self in the workplace takes uh, a number of different things, the know-how, being prepared, drawing a line, you know, knowing what you don't want is that key to freedom, as Jeannie mentioned. It helps you to find what you do want. And that is so important for fulfillment. You know, that fear of being yourself, those limiting beliefs can be overcome if you know what you don't want and find what you do. You know, ask about your performance. Ask about what you can do to uh, achieve the next level if that's what you so desire. Or maybe you're thinking about doing something differently, then you have to weigh those, those values, right? Your values against what the values of the organization are. You know, think before you take a job, make sure it's the right fit. How you treat yourself is how others are going to treat you. Lead with your unique skills and be supportive and kind to other people, and they'll be supportive and kind to you back. And that kindness and that openness and that inclusiveness that we talked about being inclusive. Of all people is how we'll all live truly undivided. Please check out my coaching practice at www.frankj.maduricoaching.com. Frank Chimidury Coaching. Uh, Professional Coaching is also on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at FMADUR. All right. And also check out my books on Amazon. As you know, I do a fair amount of writing, we have a poetry book. Uh, The Promise of Tomorrow, and we also have a book, uh, Reflections on the Passion, a Modern Guide to the Stations of the Cross during this Easter season. And as uh, some listeners know, 100% of uh, that book and the proceeds go to charity to aid to the church in need to help Christians being persecuted by ISIS in Iraq. So please support those projects. It means a lot to me. Thank you to the audience, to those that emailed questions, to those who were listening from all parts of the country, this great country, and this great world. For my listeners in Canada, who I heard a lot from after Karen was on two weeks ago, I appreciate my listeners in the Middle East and throughout Western and Central Europe. It was great to share that space tonight with you as well. My thanks to Jeannie Smith again for her coming on and for her expertise and my next show will be Wednesday, May 15th. That's two weeks from tonight live, episode number 46, Barriers to Effective Communication. Nadia Tenoria. Nadia Tenorio is a special guest. This show is dedicated to my mom. Mom, may you rest in peace. I love you very much, and I miss you. I hope you're proud of me and proud of this show tonight, as I'm sure you are. And until I see all of you again, this has been episode number 45, Being Your Authentic Self in the Workplace with Jeannie Smith. For Russ Terry, for Danica Treble, for all my fellow co-hosts here on the Life Coach Radio Network, I'm your host, Frank Chamaduri. Until I see you all again, uh, May the 15th, as always, be blessed and be well.